this final analysis, comedian and radio personality Jerry Elliott and myself, we talk Queen the Game. When we're talking about Queen, all the monster hits that these guys had, you can think of the songs that were your favorites. They probably weren't even released. That's how talented. That's what a deep catalog yeah, uh, these guys had. And all of them really wrote songs. Deep. All of them wrote. Shit, that's Beatle-like. I mean, when you're when everyone's writing songs. <laughs> Final analysis, and I am your host, Arch Madness, along with me, producer Greg Hansberry. Yo. Greg, this is season two, episode one. But hey, don't forget to go back and check out some of the stuff we did in season one. We got a great backlog of shows, uh, some great local artists, national artists. We go over some great records of the past. So you can go to QFM96.com and check it out. Uh, You can also go to iTunes, but remember to check that that backlog of season one vinyl analysis shows that we have. Uh, really proud of what we did in season one. Yeah, we are moving along here with season two. This is exciting stuff, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't think we were going to get uh, picked up by the network, but hot damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now Jerry's laughing. So Jerry's laughing. And our first guest of season two, he joined us in season one, uh, comedian and yeah. radio personality, Jerry Elliott. All hey, right. Jerry. Hi, Arch. Oh, now. I'm kind of like the becoming the, uh, what would it be, the David Brenner of, of, of vinyl analysis oh, here. Second visit. Come anytime you ask. Right on. Anytime. You know, I made uh, Dino Tripodis laugh. I told him, uh, he's like, so what's going on? I said, well, we're going to have season two, uh, but we are going to be introducing a new uh, Darren to the audience. <laughs> he thought that was, he thought that was really, really, you make Dino laugh. What's... What did you and Dino cover uh, vinyl wise? Oh, wow. We did Billy Joel. And I'm trying to remember if we did the stranger or whatever, but it was a it was a um, he's a Joel guy, didn't I? Know oh yeah, that. we combined. We did it over at Dino's house in his basement at one of his bars. The guy has three bars in his house, and this was the legendary one. This is the one that has the card table and the and this. Yeah, it's a yeah. bar down there. So we the sat poker, the poker room. Poker yeah, room. So I sat we, at that table. So so we sat there. Uh, Greg Hansberry put the mics down, and we just we were drinking. I was that's the first time I had smoked since I was like twenty four. Jerry, oh, is that cigarettes, great. cigarettes, is cigarettes. That great. And we were just yeah, we were talking about Billy Joel. And it was a simulcast. We took a uh, a whiskey because he has whiskey business. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And so we did uh, the tin cup, uh, the whiskey. The t- it was just really really a. Good out of whiskey. Colorado, yes. yeah. So I saw that commercial during the Blue Jackets good, playoffs, yeah, and they right, were that, yeah. all those guys were sitting yeah. on a mountain. Jerry, Looks like a good time. I mean, hell, who Drink doesn't tin cup on a mountain? I don't, I'm in. Who does a bonfire <laughs> on a mountain? Yeah. Well, evidently the guys that drink this shit. Yeah, so right. I was like, Get well, drunk, you'll do a bonfire wherever tin you want. Tin cup. They don't have a guy laying in an alley behind a dumpster. That no. kind of takes the romance it's out of it. You put him on a mountain. <laughs> now you're out. Now you got it's, something. It's a little more majestic. So anyway, so. How long has it been since I've been here? Uh, I, well, I did season one. We talked uh, Elton Honky John. Chateau, well, Elton. we talked we talked a lot of things, Elton. 
I mean, we did Tumbleweed. We did uh, Honky Chateau. We did uh, Don't Shoot Me, yeah, I'm the yeah, Piano we, Player. We, 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 we were good. doing all kinds of stuff. And that's kind of, Jerry, where I want to go with the first episode of Season 2. Uh, now, we're going to talk about Queen. Let me go ahead and uh, explain to you guys what we're doing here. It's the game. It's this eighth studio album by Queen. It was released on June 30th, 1980. Now, the reason... God, can you believe it's been that I long? I know. God. So that summer, I had a paper route, and I also uh, was mowing lawns. So with my own money... Now, my dad had bought my Van Halen up to that point, my, my Kiss, and all that stuff. Gotcha. But I had some money in my hand, and I wanted to go to the record store and, and buy some, some music. I bought Queen the Game, and I bought Sticks Paradise Theater. And I was lucky enough to tell Dennis DeYoung yeah. that... Uh, from Sticks, that the, that was my first album right, that, right, I, right. that I purchased with my own money. And the game is the same. Uh, the reason, Jerry, that I'm asking you to be a part of this one, when we're talking about Queen, and as far as I can remember, my 20-some years of radio and, and, and you know, 17, 18 of those were with you, was your love of Queen. I know that you've seen Queen back in the day. I mean, you saw it live, and I just... I want to talk to you about that. I want to hear about your experiences. Man, you that's almost, that carries the cred of seeing Zeppelin in the 70s. So, I'm sorry, Jerry. It, it just absolutely well, no, does. It's so. a reflection of my age. You, know, you get into the rushes and the fans are so into it that, God forbid, you get something wrong. It's, well, you know. Well, yeah. And Queen was always a little different than uh, all those bands for many reasons. But, I mean, uh, Freddie, of course, being the front man, one of the best, I mean, the best there. I think in rock and roll, when you talk about front men, I would have to say that Freddie, as far as what he did on the stage as a performer, uh, is second to none. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to think here. If the game was 80, uh -huh. and I'm looking post the game, 81, 82, yeah, not a lot. I mean, no. innuendo, maybe uh, early 90, what was that, 90, 91, I see it here. Um, I would go with that, but anything it, after kinda. the game, yeah, I'm with you on that. But I was originally, uh, when I was a kid, my brother had the original, Just it was just Queen, 1973, I believe it okay. was. And so I was 13, 14 years old, and uh, I heard, you know, in the lap of the, uh, Keep Yourself Alive oh, it, it was on that. Yes, yes. Um, Seven Seas Awry, which they did on a couple of different albums, actually. But I, I was like, who is that? That is great. Then Queen 2 comes out, right? And another, just kind of that, would you call it, pro I, don't, I don't, Christy calls it in the mornings with me, calls it prog rock. I, I don't, don't know if Queen, Queen is prog rock. I, I, don't, I don't look at that with that Brian May guitarist being prog rock at all. Uh, and in her defense, uh, and, and people who would label Queen a progressive rock band, they were different. They tried everything. There were a lot of different sounds. So in that vein, I guess I could see that. But but they're they're an arena well, rock band. I mean, it was like a oh, circus. Oh, I, I don't as, even... as you go through these albums and you look at the hits, the beautiful thing about Queen was you'd buy that album, you'd buy the vinyl, and your favorite was always the sixth one in Second Side. The you know what I mean? Oh, that's they were what I'm coming at you with for on these this. hits. Yeah, that weren't they weren't hits on the radio, but they were your. They had so many of those on all their. If you look at it, it was Queen Queen Two. It was really sheer heart attack in '74 with Killer Queen, Flick of the Wrist. Now I'm here. I mean, all those, they're, I mean, they're rocking really hard at this point. Now, would these be songs, and, and I said arena, I, did, I almost meant stadium, 
when I'm talking about Queen and where they ended up. But now when you're saying these some of these songs that, you know, the fifth or sixth song, maybe not a single, were these songs that they performed live? Were these songs that you saw live? The first time I saw them, well, Sheer Heart, Heart Attack would have been their third album I'm looking at here. And they had, thinking of those other hits, like Bring Back That Leroy Brown. <laughs> Remember that song? Who does that song? No, Bring I, Back <laughs> yeah. that Baroque and that, that swagger that he had and that prance. I mean, it was unreal. And then everything changed, of course, in 75 with Night of the Opera. That really kind of yeah. opened the floodgates, and now they were really mainstream. They weren't just uh, the the <coughs> diehard fans band. At that point, they had uh, they had some commercial success. I mean, you look at uh, all the hits on that album, and Bohemian Rhapsody may be one of my least favorites on that. And then they go into my for, my big one. I saw them. They were on the uh, the first time I saw Queen Arch uh, would have been in support of Night of the Opera. So, so what year are we looking at? It was here, uh, that would have been seventy. I was probably sixteen. That would have been in sixteen or seventy six. Okay, wow. See, and that's impressive, man. That's impressive. Freddie comes out and it's a and no, that would have been tie your mother down. I saw him on that tour. Jesus, that see, that's why we had Jerry here. I mean, I'm <laughs> telling you, opera. he used to tell me these stories, and I'm like, damn, dude, you saw Queen. It just it blows your mind. It's like when someone says they saw Zeppelin or they saw sure. the Beatles. And you didn't know that you were seeing this band that here we would be talking about mm-hmm. so many years later. But Freddie comes out in this white uh, spandex one piece, but the chest is open, and it's all just hair, you know. That's what, kind of what you're wearing, Greg. Kind of what you're wearing, Greg. Kind of what you're wearing, Greg. Yes, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I wore this. He had Thank a black you. one, he wore a white one, then he had that black and white stripe one he was yeah, famous oh yeah. for. That's, that's yeah. iconic. Had never seen a guy work the mic with the short yeah, he what had this. What was that called? It, it was just the, like a, this, It wasn't the stand. It was. It was just the handle that he had. It was. And he would swing on that, and he would move it like a like a bayonet, like a nunchuck almost. Yeah. He would. He He'd would play yeah. air guitar with it. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No Thinking doubt. of Live Aid. No yeah, doubt. You know what I mean? That was a, yeah. an infamous show as and well. And so when I saw that, I was still pretty young, and I remember thinking, "Holy cow! I'm all in. I love Unreal Show. Just really wild." And then Day at the Races came out, and they came back, and it was like, "You guys, we all got it." So everybody goes, and I think they did maybe two or three nights in Detroit at the time, and that was they opened with uh, "Tie Your Mother," lights are up. Smell, you know, oh. just reefer thick, frisbees flying, you know, <laughs> rock of the day blaring, but it's all lit. It's bright. You know, the ceiling, the lights are on in the arena. No. And then it goes black. And then you hear the beginning of uh, Day at the Ray or uh, Tie Your Mother Down there. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. And as, it, as they unfold that music, fog just very gently starts coming out slowly, slowly, slowly. And then all of a sudden, one spotlight hits the back up top toward the, you know, like fourth riser up, and Brian May, the spot hits him, and it's it's the opening guitar lick of oh, Tie Your Mother. And then, bam, and then it hits the the main, the front, and then the Freddy standing, now now here's the thing now you're you're a detroit kid now are we talking about is this is this cobo hall where where are you seeing these shows because i mean the you have some you have some pretty theater. famous you have the some f- pretty famous venues the in detroit, first time Jared. was a theater okay. similar to like a palace and okay. that was for night at the opera believe it or not by the time they were there early in support of that and then by the time they came back around for the the following year for day at the races which was kind of a continuation of Night at the Opera. Right. Uh, then, then they were at uh, Cobo Hall. 
Now, do you remember, did they have anybody worth a shit that would open up for them? Or what do, what do we... Uh, no, I mean, if you don't remember, that's 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 no, kind of the I thing. Think, I mean, well, that's that's what kind of bummed me out. I was looking this afternoon uh, about a month ago. I was cleaning the uh, some boxes out and breaking shit down and kind of thinning the the herd in the basement ever since we moved. And I found this old metal box that I had and I made metal shop and I popped it open and I had all my tickets. Oh dear! Oh dear God! And I want to think I had three or four from Queen, and I was going to bring those in, and I couldn't find them today. Fair enough. Fair enough. Couldn't find them. But I want to think I know on the one tour, which was it was an odd mix. It was uh, Mellencamp. I think Mellencamp opened on one of them. And he was Johnny Cougar was, then. He was Johnny Cougar, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I saw Mellencamp again when he did Tom Petty, which made a lot more sense sure. than opening for Queen. But I don't think Queen, you know, that's a good question. I don't know that they really had support. I think some, it was a night of Queen. Don't. Some bands don't. Some I think bands it was don't all have Queen, it. maybe. You know? Other than the, the was it Queen? Yeah, yeah, it was a long time ago. Wow, long that's crazy. Ago. That's crazy to even think that John Cougar, you know, but now John Cougar's older brother was it also yeah. kind of a, uh, he was a, he was a star in the Midwest. And I, I remember hearing some of the guys who, who grew up here in, we were based here in, in Columbus, Ohio. And they said that uh, John Cougar's older brother was touring. He was playing some shows here at Ohio State and stuff like that. And he would say to the people after the show, when he's meeting, he's like, look, you ain't seen you got to see my little brother. My little brother is going to be the star. He's going to, you know, something along right, those right. lines. And then, so I can totally see a, a John Cougar at that point. Where the promoter with, just needed somebody We needed somebody. And, and you, they pulled him out and of you grabbed uh, a Midwestern. You grabbed a Midwestern kid yeah. out of Indiana to come over to Detroit and play. I, I can totally see that happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the day at the races, uh, so I'm on that tour. Then I went back the following year in 77 for the News of the World. And after the success uh. of... Iconic album cover. And then those other two, News of the World. I remember at the time, everybody thinking, I don't know. I don't know about this. And then it, I mean, of course, they said that we are the champions. <laughs> sheer, heart sheer heart attack. attacks on there, I mean, man. Come on, that was really the first Queen. We will rock you. Yeah, I that mean, was the first Queen album that I experienced. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, uh, and and I make reference to to my buddy Brian and his mom and dad's. Uh, record collection, and that's that was the first place I heard Van Halen one. That was the first time I heard Kiss, uh, and I remember uh, News of the World. I just remember that record, you know, with the people following yeah, in like poster. the robot. I with the, yeah, the, yeah, right. It was just this. That's an icon. You know, I, we throw iconic a- around a lot, but that that record, just the cover itself. Oh no, and I mean they're still using "We Will Rock You" in every arena. We are the champions today. You know, I mean just crazy. And then they come out with "Jazz" in '78, big record. Fat Bottom Girls, yeah. Bicycle Race, Dreamers Ball, Fun It, Don't Stop Me Now. That's another example of one of those. Never got any radio airplay. Right. Probably the best song on that album. See, is it? Yeah. Don't stop me now. I mean, just incredible. It's on a car commercial now. Then they do, yeah. <laughs> See? yeah. Then, they, then they do the live album, and then we come to your The Game, 1980. Yeah, released June 30th. Now, all right, I'm looking at it right now. I'll tell you, I'm not going to quiz you here. I don't want to, I don't know how much you know about this do, album. What was your hit on The Game if you had to pick one or two? What were you, what well, were the ones? Well, here's, here's the deal. Okay, I don't want to, I don't want to blow what you're doing here, but the song, my favorite song, and still one of my favorite songs ever. In fact, I had one friend in in, in uh, junior high and high school, and I did say junior high, Greg, 
that uh, we said if we were ever on a game Midwest show, boy. if we were ever on a game show, we were kind of going through what's our favorite TV, what's show, what's our favorite movie, what's our favorite song. Sail Away, Sweet Sister was my favorite song. Yeah. Still is to this day one of my all-time favorite songs. I mean, I, Kind I, of a hit with the hip kids. Uh, a lot of my buddies, that was their song. It, that's it's funny just, you mentioned and that. And that's a Brian, Brian May... Um, now, now Freddie sings the the bridge, I think, on that. But that's the Brian wrote that. Brian sang that, and it just sounded different the than anything songs else. Were good. Oh, the yeah. Roger Taylor songs were good. He wrote a lot Freddie of good gave, songs. You know, a lot of Roger leeway. wrote some good songs yeah, too, man. That's a I great agree. point. I agree. But so go through the songs because there I would were say play the game for me. Oh, just the way that starts. Play the game. I mean. Uh, just an absolutely fabulous song. Another one bites the dust. I can live or die. Maybe it's because I've heard it so much. Yeah, but I'm that's kind of kind of over that. That's why I bought it, Jerry, because it was a part of. You got to remember, in 1980, uh, a nine, ten year old Archie. Oh no, right, is, right. I am. I'm hearing that song. I'm hearing that song at the roller rink. Yeah. So when I'm holding Heather Casto's hand and we're we're, we're couple skate and it's couple skate and we were oh, you know two, that was three, one of those songs. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven songs, right? Five singles. Freddie Mercury off that too. Friday, Freddie Mercury only two. Wow. Everything else is uh, well, Brian May and, and Deacon, uh, well, Roger Deacon wrote uh, "Need Your Loving Tonight." Yeah, I mean Deacon wrote uh, and he, and he wrote another one bites the dust because that, that's a you know that's an infamous. That's a baseline. baseline. And that was also 1980. The game that was kind of when Freddie went into the. Uh, the the gay butch thing, which we didn't know at the time what any the of that, mustache. man. I remember, yeah. I remember coming yeah. out of one of those yeah. concerts yeah, and, and all the way home talking about, do you think he's gay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You think he's gay? It's kind of weird what he does. Yeah. Yeah. think he's gay? Yeah, my dad was worried about me because I had Freddie Mercury and uh, Elton John on my wall. He's like, oh, yeah, but your dad knew the answer. Yes, yeah, you just yes. didn't ask the right people, yes, Jerry. If you'd right. asked your dad if he was gay, then, then, then yeah. Yeah, sit down, son. I want to tell you something. Now, now, Jerry, off this record, there were five singles. You had Crazy Little Thing Called Love, Save Me, Play the Game, Another One Bites the Dust, and Need Your Loving Tonight. Uh, now, like I said, the reason I e- even went to, to buy this album Obviously, was because another one bites the dust. That was just that was you couldn't yeah, turn on yeah. the radio, yeah, you couldn't yeah, go yeah. to the pool, couldn't go to the roller rink, you couldn't go anywhere without hearing that song. And uh, and I do remember staying up late a couple times. I used to stay up late with my sisters and watch Saturday Night Live. A crazy little thing called Love was oh, yeah, a, a, that's, a, the, that's you want to a legendary a, a performance, performance right, on right, Saturday Night right, Live. That was right. it. But like you said, and it's so crazy when we're talking about Queen, you talk about all the monster hits that these guys had. You look at the, the when you have a record, when you have a, a Queen record in your hand, you can think of the songs that were your favorites. They probably weren't even released. That's how talented. That's what a deep catalog yeah, deep. Uh, these guys had. And all of them wrote really songs. Deep. All of them wrote. Yeah. And, and when you got a band, I mean, shit, that's Beatle like. I mean, when you're when everyone's writing songs. It's coming from everyone. It I mean, was that's awesome. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, I, I, we interviewed uh, Wags and I back in the day, uh, early radio days. We went over to uh, London to do our shows for a week, and one of our guests was Roger Taylor. I bored up that. And time. I re- did you really? Was, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I remember him sitting. Uh, what a what an incredible conversation we had. But I mean, think of uh, the drummer. I'm in love with my car and everything yeah. that he contributed to that band. Yeah, that yeah. Was a, you're right. It was it was deep, very Beatlesque. And, and 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 really, the way they crossed over to all these different bands when when they had the tribute to Freddie. Remember the big the concerts after mm-hmm. after Freddie passed away, and you had the Freddie Mercury tribute concert, and you've got Metallica, you know, in 1991 
playing Wembley Stadium, doing Stone Cold Crazy, and right. talking about what right. they meant to those guys. And those are, you, you know what I mean? It was just a wide Do spectrum you know, of Queen fans. No, no. Do you know? I don't even, I have no idea what year it, it was. It was the, they say it was perhaps one of the greatest. They were on stage. It was Live Aid. Wasn't it was Live it the Aid. first Live Aid? Yeah, it was Live Aid. So you're talking, was they, that, they, sue who, me, but it's 85, 86. Every, that's, that's the performance. That was every, the performance And they said Live that Queen, yeah. Uh, yeah. without head and shoulders above every band that played uh, throughout that day and night. Not even, not even a close second. Not even a close second. That's why when we sit here at 2017, and I, I like that they're still doing things, uh, you know, that Brian May's still active, uh, but for me, Freddie Mercury... Uh, Journey, Arnell, you put him in there instead of Steve Perry. Ah, I could take my journey with Arnell, I guess. They they plug people in. Can they hit the high note? Yeah, he can hit it. Freddie, I'm sorry, Adam Lambert. It's it's nobody. He was a a, a generational talent that you, he's on. Unre- you can't replace him. You can't There's do just it. No way. You you can't do it. And and you know I and remember. Adam Lambert is not offensive. I mean, he hits the notes. It sounds okay. But Freddie had a certain growl. And there was a power to his voice. There was and, a strength in his voice. And even beside all the, the the vocal talent and and his songwriting ability, the way he commanded the stage, he you compare every lead singer in rock and roll to Freddie Mercury. You just do vocally, vocally, yes. and the way he commands yeah, yes, the stage, right? And the way he works. You the stage. you look and and, and absolutely. And God knows I'm he was he was sick. At Live Aid, and 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 you know, no one knew what was going on, but you couldn't tell. I mean, he was the he was the consummate professional to to turn Radio Gaga into that. I mean, that wasn't a song that people kind of poo pooed that you know before Live Aid, and then when they performed it live, and you had the oh we oh, hear yeah, yeah. it, and you had you know you yeah. know hundred thousand people clapping. Over their hands, over their heads like that, and it was just, it was like that was that was they stadium rock. I mean, that's yeah. why I, that's why I said yes. that at the beginning. I said arena, but I meant stadium because there's only a handful of bands that can make you feel like you're in a bar at your at Cobo Hall right. when you're playing at Wembley Stadium yeah. in front of ninety, yeah, hundred thousand people. And, life. That and, was the quintessential uh, Queen performance. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Absolutely. I I, I pull it out every the 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 DVD. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, I, I do that every once in a while, man, just to kind of, I, I want to show my kids. I'm like, Freddie this would is... want you to pull it out. They, that's exactly where I was. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> did exactly. you ever see, what was the film they did? And Greg, uh, you're so much younger than we are. Flash, Flash Gordon? No, the one, the documentary that showed that party down in New Orleans. Oh, dear God. It was. That's why I called it a circus. They that's said it was like to... hell. That's... It was like a night in hell. They did a party down there with... Uh, Freddie, it was so over the top. It was mm-hmm. so they had it had to crash at some. The fact that he got sick, really not a shock when you see what the they behavior did. and, and was... how they lived. Yeah, I don't know if Brian May was part of that or if that was right. I I, I don't I don't know. <coughs> I, I don't me. know. I just I know that the way they did things off the stage, it was just as big. It was just as flamboyant. It was just yeah. like you said. I mean, they're bringing yeah. elephants and circus animals. They're bringing these. It's just. The hell, man! You know what else Freddie had? Best overbite in rock. Yes, he had those. He, teeth. Oh, he did. He, he did. And now this uh, biopic coming out. That's right. I was going to really bring that curious up. Curious to see how this kid does because he does kind of look like him. 
trying to think of the cat's name. I mean, yeah, uh, the, the kid, uh, he's kind of got a, a haunted look to him. He's on the uh, uh, Mr. Robot or something. I'm trying to think the star of Mr. Robot. This kid, Rami. Yeah, yes, Rami. Right. Yeah. 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 Rami Malik. Yeah. He's going to be a really good Freddie Mercury. Yep. This kid nails no, it. No, I, I think this so. Kid... Yeah. I didn't see the uh, clip of him on stage, but I guess it looks yeah. really good. I, I saw You've some. Seen it? I've seen stills of it, yeah. Jerry, and it's and it's the uh, and I want to say it's the Live Aid performance. And yeah, he, he it looked impressive, and the, like I said, the still pictures that I saw, I think it was off TMZ or something, but they were just showing these pictures, and it looked like Live Aid, and it, he, yeah, wow, yeah, wow. So, and that party in New Orleans, that was a, uh, it was part of a documentary that I don't know why, why there was a a film crew at the party. It was old footage, and they had circus performers and they had midgets. Uh, with stainless yeah, steel yeah. Uh, platters that they were waiters that were walking around with just piles of cocaine on it, and there were uh, wow. acrobats. Wow. And, I mean, just, yeah. Come on. Yeah. So tell me who's alive yeah. and who isn't anymore, Jerry. Right? Right? I mean, those guys lived it, man. I don't was... think that was on a Monday night, a Tuesday. No, night. no, no I, you don't I, do I, that. I, no, I you do that on a weekend. Yeah. You do that on a weekend. <laughs> Hey, there's one other song off the game that I want to talk about, Jerry. And I've got uh, Jerry Elliott with me, your comedian and radio personality. And uh, and that is Dragon Attack. And I've got a great story, and I hope one day he gets to, now, to listen to this. Help me on Dragon yes. Attack. What how, What was just, I mean, you don't got to have to sing it here. It was the second cut. Do, it was do, a do, Brian Mason. Oh, do, 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 do. Right, right, right. Let me do the Rams yeah, yeah, yeah. on Red. Gotcha. Okay, so here's the deal. We might have to pay royalties for that. I know, it was so spot on. Yeah, it's a shame we can't just start playing all these. Although we will have a Spotify playlist if you go to QFM96.com. Yes, sir. And you look at the vinyl and you can page. Check it. Yeah, good. Yeah, that's the beauty no, of what nice. Greg does. That's a nice little yeah. touch. Yeah, it's, a, it's the beauty of what Greg yeah, brings to this. Right, I mean, it right. does. Something, and you can kind of bring something to the table. So you're going to appreciate this. Uh, this was, uh, you know, Jerry and I worked at a uh, at a you know classic rock station here in Columbus, Ohio, QFM96. And back in the day, there was a show. It was called, well, Dave Mann was the personality. And he had this thing. And it was... Highly rated program. It was the one o'clock classic rock oh, request yeah, absolutely. hour. And people, you could just play whatever, right? And so when Dave would go on vacation, I would get to kind of fill in for, right. for Dave, man. I remember that. And and Dave was the kind of guy, he was a super fun, super sharp guy. And uh, I'm talking about him like he's in the past. It's, no, Dave still lives here in Columbus and oh, he still he's rocks pretty hard. Oh, God, let me pour a little of my beer out for Dave. Oh, God, I miss that guy all the time. But, but you remember how Dave is now. Dave will also, he's fun, he's great, he's one of the driest wits you'll ever meet in your life. But there, he takes he he took work serious, and, and you you yeah. had to do things yeah. the right way, or he would he would call you out on it. And I remember one time he called me in after I had kind of subbed in for him. And he goes uh, in his voice like this. He's Archie, and this is how he talks. He's like Arch, uh, you you got to quit fucking playing Dragon Attack every time you fucking fill in for me. <laughs> That's and I'm a like, good impression. Thank you. That's actually a very <laughs> and I, good impression. And I and I was like, Dave, what do you? No, I I did I, I played it this last time. He goes, No, you you fucking play it every time. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't play Dragon. Really I'm like, I don't play Dragon Attack every time. He goes, No, I went I went back and looked at all my vacation slips. And I looked at look at these fuck look. And he had him highlighted and everything. He's like, look, right here. You fuck, you did it the last time I was out. You had to play here it. Here we went. Yeah. We went back home to Minnesota. You fucking played it. 
Yeah. And he was just showing me, and I did. And I was playing like Dragon Attack. Because yeah. I would just want. Right. Because someone would request. And that hour was for that. And it was for that. But the thing was, people would call in and they'd say, like, they'd either have a song they wanted. Or they'd have an artist like they would deep want. Deep cut queen, and, and yes, they would say right. arch. They'd say arch. Play right. some queen, whatever you want, and 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 you would get yeah. queen. I mean, my God, at QFM yeah. ninety six, right. you'd get a queen re- request every yep. freaking day, and, and yep. it was just, you know, and it was funny because he did. He had all the paperwork there, and was like the last three or four times that I filled in for him, you I played dragon, dragon Attack, <laughs> and he totally busted me on <laughs> it. And I, was, and I was and I was trying to lie to him, and you just couldn't lie to this he cat. And he's like, no, I dare you, fuck it. you, play it all the fucking time. <laughs> so that's another song that, is great. that I would. Uh, we got to tell. We got to remember to tell Dave to to listen. To listen hopefully, in, uh, yeah, hopefully, to the uh, podcast here. Yeah. So hopefully he'll no he'll doubt. like that it, that yeah, impression. I mean, it was just one of those artists. Queen was always. You know, if you're a child of the late '70s, like I was, you were more late, uh, mid late '80s with the with the hair bands and whatnot. I was already, you know, kind of out of it at that point. It's, I was traveling, so all I just had was my cassettes, and you know, I didn't I didn't have a whole lot of radio because I couldn't pick up a lot of stations. Right, and. So your Eltons, your Queens, your Rush, your you know what I mean? Oh, it, so they it, were just one of those bands that really because if you think about it, seventy three was their first album. They weren't really big commercially. No, God Night of no, the Opera. no, no. Really, I guess Killer Queen. Maybe you could argue before that, but not. And really, only had about eight, ten years at the top, and then still came around after that. But those albums, uh, there was some real trash in there. There was some real shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They yeah. You'll get some that. real shit well, after a while. Well, when you're when you're you got Which circus animals do. and you got you know. Well, that's just it. Trapeze yeah. artists at your post show. I mean, it's you you might not yeah get together and write as much as you used to. Yeah, I always heard the <laughs> story <laughs> over in the UK that a lot of the the rockers and a lot of the bands, the pot, the the big ones, would go. What are they doing now? I mean, can you imagine Freddie oh. Pigeon? Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get a, a choir full of uh, women, <laughs> and then I'm gonna come out, and I'm, we're gonna do this thing. But it's based on a melody from like the 1700s, and we'll have a harpsichord. <laughs> yeah, we'll play, I mean that's, that's the, the progressiveness. Shit, and it worked. That's and it worked. The, I guess in defense you know, of people that, yeah. that call them a progressive yeah. rock band, I, mean, I guess crazy. in that way you are, they are or were a progressive right. rock band because right. they were just different, Jer. They did yeah. different things. And Brian May is guitarist, go horribly underrated. I agree. I mean, that guy is a, isn't he like a genius or a Mensa oh, guy? He's an something? astrophysicist I mean, now. Yeah, 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 right on. Yeah. yeah. Well, me too. Well, yeah. <laughs> Torius <laughs> too. Takes, yeah. one, takes <laughs> one to know one, right, Jerry? <laughs> takes one to know one. So, uh, Jerry, I, I can't thank you <laughs> oh, enough. That's good. I wish we could play some now. So, what we like to do, Jerry, is we like to pick our uh, favorite songs. Off of the album. Here's a track listing for you. Okay, you I got it. I got it. So, uh, obviously, I'm going to go with uh, Sail Away, Sweet Sister. It's just, and still, one of my all-time favorite songs on any album from any band. Uh, just, it almost brings me to tears every time I hear it, because I just think of my youth, and it's yeah. just, it's the best. If you were to pick one, Jer, I think I know where you, you kind of... I'm going to go play the game. Yeah, you yeah, kind of handed that earlier. I just think that was, uh, to start off, that was uh, the first track on side one, you know, I... That for me, I like "Don't Try Suicide" I'm, as well. That was going to be my pick. Don't thank try. God, you guys brought it up. Called "Love Again." Some of the ones that were the bigger hits. Not to say that we're too jaded, but after twenty you, plus years in in classic rock genre, you get a little tired of hearing some of them. And I'm so glad you both referenced uh, "Don't Try Suicide" because that's a song that would not fly 
today. And Corky, they used to pl- weird, dark song. It's oh, great. Super oh, dark. Yeah, yeah, super dark. Yeah. But I, I just don't know in this PC culture if a song like that would yeah. would, would, would work anymore. It yeah. just back in the day, that was a song they used to play uh at the at the roller rinks. And they had a drink. Now yeah, kids of the eighties yeah. kids of the eighties, you, you might remember this, you might not. But there was also when they would play that song, and I don't know if there was any correlation or not. But there was a drink called the suicide drink. Oh, yeah. And it was every drink under the fountain at the soda fountain. They would yep. put a little Mountain sure. Dew. They'd sure. put some, some RC yeah, in yeah. there, some PepsiCo. But you would put everything in it, and it was called a suicide. Yeah, we did that. <laughs> did oh, you yeah. have some? Oh, yeah. That made it into sure. to the, the late yeah, the 90s, 90s, early 2000s? Yeah. All right. Duck try suicide. Uh, I don't know, fun. Jerry. I don't know if we'll wait till season three, if we'll fun. have you towards the end of season really? two in our cliffhanger. Anybody? <laughs> That's all we've uh, license for. Here goes. Here goes. Here goes. Somebody to love. Oh. Give it up, <laughs> hey, for producer Greg, G- Jerry Elliott, thank you so thanks, much. Man. Thank Enjoyed you so it. much. Love it. Hey, thanks for listening. But remember to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And I can't stress this enough. Write a review. That helps so, so much. Write a review about the podcast. For producer Greg Hansberry, I am Arch Madness, and this has been Vinyl Analysis. Come on. Yeah. So tell me who's alive and who isn't anymore, Jerry, right? Right?